Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, I'm a part-time federal employee. Will the government pay the same amount for my FEHB plan premium? According to the Consumer's Checkbook Guide, most agencies do not pay the regular share of FEHB plan premiums for part-time workers. Part-timers receive a prorated amount according to their work schedules. For example, an employee working 40 hours per bi-weekly pay period receives only half of the regular government contribution. The Postal Service and FDIC are among the few agencies that do cover the full share for part-time employees. Check out our Open Season Hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Open Season Hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at 6 past the hour here on the Federal Drive. It's been 10 months since Congress started investigating reports of mice, mold, and lead paint in privatized homes used by service members and their families. Now the Senate Armed Services Committee has a new Government Accountability Office report on poor housing. Members are calling the military service leaders to the Hill for updates. Remediation efforts have not gone well, and the military's top officers are also starting to get frustrated. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has the latest. The top civilians in each military service say it may be time to pull out of contracts with some privatized military housing companies after seeing shoddy work fixing longstanding problems in the homes of service members and their families. Those comments come after the Government Accountability Office released its report Tuesday stating that the Defense Department can't properly monitor and track the condition of privatized housing. That's because the data on the homes produced by 14 corporate housing partners is rife with anomalies and inconsistent business practices in how the data is collected. The Senate Armed Services Committee held a hearing on Tuesday with the military service secretaries, top brass, and the GAO, which further revealed stacked odds against the military families living in substandard living conditions. Senators heard about contract structures that impeded proper oversight of military housing, non-disclosure agreements with families as condition of occupation, which also kept them from reporting issues to DOD, and incentive fee structures set up in favor of companies. Elizabeth Field, the Director of Defense Capabilities and Management for GAO, testified to what she saw. I would say that at almost every installation we visited, we found that the military housing officials on the ground were extremely frustrated with the private partner personnel on the ground were not getting the cooperation or support they needed. DOD and the companies have been aware of lead paint, mice, mold, and other unacceptable living conditions since February. But 10 months later, not only are the issues still ongoing, but some companies are half-heartedly conducting remediation work, leading to further problems for families. Senator Tim Kaine visited Fort Belvoir on Monday and recounted a family whose home was undergoing repairs for mold. The spouse noticed that they weren't bringing any new insulation into the home. They were supposed to clear out a mold situation and put a new insulation. They told her they had done it. Um, She noticed that no new insulation had been brought into the home and she said, open the wall. I think you're lying to me. And the wall was opened up and the old insulation that was dirty had been put back in and it was already soaking wet because not only had they not put in new insulation, they hadn't fixed the water problem behind the wall. And this is six months after we've had this hearing. Since February, in the Army alone, 2,265 families were displaced because companies needed to address issues in their homes. 182 are still in temporary housing because of issues with their home. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy describes what it was like for families who have to leave their homes. To displaced families, days can feel like weeks. And weeks can feel like months. These aren't simply numbers. These are lives. Currently, we have over 86,000 privatized homes, 
with one-third of houses in good condition, one-third in fair condition, requiring minor refurbishing, and one-third in poor conditioning needing to be rebuilt. The remediation issues and continued substandard living conditions outraged some senators like Doug Jones. As I'm hearing a lot in these, in these hearings where these, these companies are being referred to as our partners, uh, they're not our partners. Uh, they provide a service. We pay them for their service. Uh, they're not a partner where there's a give and take and, uh, and issues like that. They are providing a service to these people and uh, their military and their families, and we should be demanding and make sure that we're demanding that they deliver the excellent services that we're paying them for and that we don't consider them uh, a partner like I would uh, my spouse or a law partner. In February, Congress asked GAO to look into the privatized housing issue, and this week's report is one of the first deep dives into the problems with it. According to the GAO report, DOD has limited insight as to what goes on in privatized military houses. Military housing officials told GAO that in some cases they have limited access to work orders. They also said staffing issues kept them from staying on top of their jobs. It's not just the limited access to work orders, though. GAO says DOD uses several metrics to monitor corporations' performance, but those metrics are not based on happiness of residents or the habitability of their homes. The report says that most but not all of private partners are eligible to receive performance incentive fees based on generally meeting performance metrics established in each individual contract. One common metric in those contracts is maintenance management, which measures how often property managers' response time to work orders meets the required time frames established in the contracts. The report says while this indicator measures the timeliness of managers' responses, it does not measure or take into account the quality of work that was conducted or whether the residence issue was fully addressed. Another indicator for incentives is resident satisfaction, but one DoD official told GAO that they use occupancy as an indicator of satisfaction based on the assumption that residents would move if they were dissatisfied. The report also found that DoD annually gives reports to Congress with resident satisfaction, but that data is unreliable. GAO determined that the information on resident satisfaction in the reports to Congress may be misleading due to variances in the data military departments collect and provide to DoD and DoD's calculation and presentation of the data. As all this is happening, the military housing situation is in a state of transition. The military and the companies made promises to fix the current situation after the reports came out back in February. The military and companies conducted significant triage, investing millions of dollars, changing guidelines, and hiring extra staff. However, both military officials and senators said there's more that needs to be done, and in some cases, the companies are botching remediation efforts. Here's Senator Kane again. These housing companies, they had a double standard. And the double standard was they all operate in the private sphere and they lease to private tenants and they have to compete hard to make sure that they have high occupancy rates. Because if they treat their private tenants badly, they'll go elsewhere. But they treat military tenants like they're captives, like it's a captive audience. People who move from across the country to a place where they don't know anyone, where they don't know anything about the rental market, where they're trying to find new schools and get accustomed to everything else, there's a natural tendency to want to live on base. And the occupancy rates will be high because of that tendency. And so these companies who would compete hard and try to produce high quality product in another business unit of the identical company treat these folks as if they're captives and that they don't have to treat them in the same way that they would treat private tenants. And I find that Army Chief of Staff General James McConville said in the Army that companies are receiving an average of 77 percent of their incentive fees. The Navy has not yet paid out its incentive fees for the year, and the Air Force is withholding some of its fees currently. 
The issue is that incentive fees are based on the metrics GAO outlined as an issue, and all of the service secretaries said they are working with the companies to restructure incentive fee metrics based more on resident feedback. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy said when the military and housing corporations have 50-year contracts, like the current ones, the relationships need to adjust over time to reflect the standard of living and the age of the houses. Acting Navy Secretary Thomas Modley said his service had a lot of trouble with visibility to see where there were issues. He said there needs to be better real-time monitoring. As the service secretaries are working on all this, they're urging Congress to pass the 2020 National Defense Authorization Act so it can implement a tenant bill of rights. That bill of rights includes a dispute resolution provision, which they feel could help out families. Currently, multiple families on bases nationwide are turning to legal action to solve their housing issues. Scott Massioni, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zell. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.